ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the inaugural episode of, uh, You Might Need to Know This. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. It's a rainy day today, and I am just thinking about what I'm going to talk about. I don't know yet. Um, the theme of this podcast will be things that I might have uh, surface level or extensive level of knowledge about that lots of people would not. And my, I don't know, my premise is that you might need to know it, you might not need to know it. So, it is kind of, I'm going to try and keep it from being random, rambling, random, rambling. Um, so, let's pick a topic, let me think. Okay, yeah, this is good. So, some people say that the beginning of wisdom is knowing that you know nothing. Um... Some people say that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God, which I, I think is an implication of a higher power as well as other things. But it's pretty much putting yourself in a position where you don't assume that you know things. Now, it's something that's hard to do. I'm not good at it, I know. Not many people are good at it, especially us young people, and that's honestly the purpose for this podcast, because I am a student at university, uh, and the listeners don't necessarily have to be, but I think it's a, a valuable resource for young people. So, let's talk about what we know. What do we know? Well, living in this world... We have a couple of different dimensions, elements, you know, where we live, what we experience every day. So I would say those include time, space, matter, and then those, those are the big three for sure. I think there's also light and energy there's also sound and spirit in a way I don't know you could call it logos you could call it um, metaphysical it goes by a lot of names just looking at the beginning of the Bible I mean no matter what you think of the Bible whether you think it's divine scripture and the word of God, like what he said, or if you think it's a piece of literature, you can't deny that it's a pretty good piece of literature. Um, and uh, the author, whoever that may be, whatever you may believe about the author, whether it's one person or a collection of people, um, they got it pretty good at the beginning, I think. So I'm just going to read that. And if this does rile you up and you're like, oh no, first episode he's reading from the Bible. First and foremost, 
well, maybe not first and foremost, but it is a piece of literature. It is a work of literature. Um, whether you think it's good or not, whether you think it's infallible or not. So, I will read. It says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I think that first sentence is kind of nuts. And that's pretty much all I'm going to read, actually. Yeah, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. So that's talking about, I think he's bringing up three different things there in kind of a masterful, succinct way. In the beginning. So that implies that there is such a thing as time. Now, the way we look at time matters in our culture. Um, the further east you go, and especially if you go to South Asia, you will find a bunch of people that talk about time very, very differently than we do here in the West, or that I do here in the West. We look at it as if it is chronological, as if it's a line. There's a beginning and there's an end, and what happened earlier was in the past, and what will happen is in the future. Now, people in the East, people of a Hindu religious tradition, do look at it like it's chronological, but they look at it like it's cyclical. They don't perceive time as having a beginning and an end, necessarily. Because of that, their whole their whole worldview is different. They they see the world as many cycles of a similar or identical pattern, even happening over and over and over. Death and rebirth. Nations rise and fall. The earth is destroyed and reborn, like a phoenix. Um, to look at time. And especially in the, the Genesis passage, or in most creation myths, not saying that creation myths are any less a piece of literary work than the Bible, but in creation stories, I should say, um, there is always a level of time being introduced and that's something that we can't really wrap our brains around because if we look at time as a chronological um, sequence we can't understand what's at the beginning of time and what's at the end of time the middle we can we can do fine we can muddle our way through that but the beginning um, it's very hard for us to conceive where everything came from if you look at it from that a naturalist evolutionist worldview then you get down to terminology like primordial soup whatever that means and at the end of time we really don't know what's going to happen at all even Christians who believe they have the divine word of God divinely inspired word of God reading Revelation it's very hard to find out what the heck that means and I think it's kind of interesting to see those two bookends if you look at it in a chronological perspective of the beginning and the end and and that we can't really go beyond that that's kind of interesting and I think this is kind of the problem that people with a cyclical or you know pattern oriented 
view of time. I think this is the problem they came up, they, they bumped into. I think it didn't make sense to them. And I mean, if you talk with somebody who really knows their stuff about this, who really has a different perspective than you and is well versed in it, then they're probably going to run circles around you talking about the concept of time. And I don't know, I think it's because they've thought about it a lot and we don't think about it a lot, but they do. Um, okay, in the beginning, time, yes, time. So, imagine what it's like living outside of time. It's not just that time stops, because time is, you know, let's operate off the, the understanding that time is chronological. If you stop time, then you're still in time, you're still bound by time. It's, it's it's nuts. I can't even imagine what it would be like to live outside time. It's almost as if, if you lived outside time, if you're above time, and other beings were living in time, then you would be seeing the past and the future and the present all as the present in one moment. And there wouldn't even be a time passing like three seconds. Everything would be the present. I don't know what that looks like. And I, I, don't, I don't know how that's possible, but I think that's what it would be. Okay, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay, so the heavens, I think I was talking about space. Space and possibly also the spiritual, metaphysical, logos side of existence. Um, because back in the day, the heavens were something that was... Uh, unexplainable, unreached, really. And I don't think we can imagine what it was like to not see pictures of the world. Or before that, not even to see maps or to know what the whole world looks like, to know the world is round, to know what it is like above the clouds or what even clouds are. I think we, we've become pretty comfy in our understanding of, or our perceived understanding of how the world works. Because of that, we stopped to ask questions a while ago. Especially about space. Like, space, you can wave your arms around in the air, and you could say, oh, this is atoms, there's atoms in here, and they're just more spaced apart than they are in this wooden desk. Well, that's, that's true, but what is the space? That doesn't make any sense. Um, okay, let's think about it this way. So, there's 3D, three-dimensional, and that's how we see the world, that's how we think, that's how we operate. And then there's 2D, and that's as if you're drawing a, a square on a piece of paper. Now we can see that, we can see the 2D and we can understand it quite well. Well, to some degree. But we can't really imagine what it would be like to live in a 2D world and like think about the 3D world. Because if you're in a 2D world, how would even how would your vision even work? Because our vision is based off of 3D structures. Our vision is I look at this and it's that far away. And it's this wide and this tall. Even if we see something that's completely two-dimensional, we're seeing it from a, a 3D perspective. So what would it be like to be in a two-dimensional universe? 
Well, you wouldn't be able to see the whole scene as if you're drawing, you know, stick figures on a piece of paper. You wouldn't be able to see that whole scene. You'd be able to see what's the plane that's perpendicular to your body, and that's it. And I don't know what that looks like because how thin is a plane? How can you even see according to one plane or two planes? That doesn't make sense. I think it's, it's suffice it to say that if we lived in two dimensions, we would not be able to see or fully comprehend the three-dimensional world. And then there's one dimension. What does that even mean? Someone, I've heard someone explain it as drawing a line on a piece of paper. Just a line. And a line knows that... Well, wait, is it a line? Or is it a dot? I think it's a dot. It's one point. Yeah, it's a point. And a point might be able to imagine how it could become a line and maybe could theorize about that, but really would not understand it and couldn't picture it. And if you were a point, what would that look like? Just one point, not even like, you don't even have any weight, any width or height to you. You're just a point that's infinitesimally small and there's no dimensions to you at all. That's pretty much just nothing. And we don't even know what nothing is. All right, next matter. Heavens and the earth, the earth is matter. And in the the context of ancient writings, when people talk about the earth, they're not necessarily talking about the globe. They're talking about matter. In some contexts, there are different words, obviously. So matter, this is the one that's the easiest and most interesting to talk about. Because matter, we don't understand. We think we, we really think we do. We have tables of elements. We can feel things, we can cut into things, we can use microscopes to see things, we can... I mean, we're made of matter. And we figure out what cells are made of, and what molecules are made of, and maybe even what atoms are made of, even though we've never really seen one. And we're doing all that through math, which is kind of nuts. But if we get down to it, we really don't know what matter is made of, because let's say you're looking at uh, a wooden desk. A wooden desk came, it's a piece of wood mostly, let's focus on a piece of wood, and it came from a tree, and that tree grew in the ground from a seed, and it took in sunlight and nutrients from the ground and water in order to grow and turn its base elements of carbon and other, other living substances into wood, and that wood is made of mostly carbon and other molecules which are made of atoms wait is carbon an atom or a molecule i'm not a science person point is we don't even know what the atoms are made of you could say it's made of well we kind of do we say it's made of protons neutrons electrons maybe the electron goes around in a circle in the atom maybe it doesn't maybe it's just somehow randomly and chaotically occupying the space within the atom somehow but then you get into what is an atom what is a sorry what is a neutron electron proton made of and i really don't know this gets into complicated stuff the stuff that you stop stop paying attention to and that people start talking about quarks and stuff like that and they don't know what a quark is made of and it seems like Everything has something that it's composed of, and it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. 
and people will make it seem like we are reaching levels of technology that will make us able to understand the smallest building block but I don't know there's a pattern of a tree going into a cell going into a molecule going into an atom going into a neutron and I don't think that pattern is going to stop I think it's going to keep going I don't know for how long point is we don't understand matter we don't understand light best people can come up with to say that what light is made of I used to think it was a wave now they say it's photons what is a photon I don't really know well you could say it's energy or it's a byproduct of energy like the sun the sun is burning the sun is has combustion going on which creates light and heat where the initial energy for that came from I don't know because everything has initial energy if you look at um, this lamp that I'm looking at right now it's emitting electricity that electricity oh no it's emitting light Jeez, it's emitting light and the lights coming from electricity which creates the light in the light bulb the electricity comes from a wire which goes into a socket which eventually goes all the way to a power plant and that energy from the power plant is created by um, a slew of different you know processes whether that's solar energy or coal which is more common than you think because it's pretty efficient natural gas um, water energy energy is being created so let's let's look at coal you burn coal it creates um, fire which you can use to create steam from water which you can use to make electricity through some kind of um, what's it called uh, not gyro uh, something that creates electricity from a movement of a steam propelled uh, thing yeah so you're burning the wood or the coal the coal came from wood now the wood the energy from the wood to grow came from the plant which came from the sun the light from the sun and the light from the sun was transferred from um, light energy into usable energy by the plant in a miraculous way and then we go back to the sun and that sun took however many light years to get here and the energy from the sun came from this combustion in the sun combustion of what gas what kind of gas we don't know where did the gas come from we don't know why is it combusting we don't know point is we don't understand what energy is what light is sound we can kind of understand what sound is not really because we just say it's a wave and it has different frequencies and widths and whatever and that's that's true that may be true but what is the wave made of we don't know not really so that's just kind of the backdrop 
through everything. At least it should be. Just to understand that you really don't know. And you could say, okay, what's what's light? Oh, it's photons. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, that's the basis. That's the beginning, I guess, of things that you should know. And we're coming up on 20 minutes, and that's when I'm going to try and keep these podcasts at. I'm going to try and identify something that, you know, maybe I want to talk about and maybe is interesting, and then keep it to 20 minutes so you don't zone out. And that's all we got. This has been... You might need to know this. See you next time.